TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Are the fan upstate diesel as well rolling on until 7 o'clock p.m. today? Fantastic to have you guys with us. Could not do it without you. We appreciate it oh so very much. You can guys can chime in on the Renewal by Anderson fan phone. That is 844-326-3663. And the text line is there for you at 71307. Just start your text with the word fan and away you go on the show. Jam-packed on the show today are we. Uh, whose seat is hotter between these two blokes? More likely to make the Sweet 16 a position change at Clemson? You have got to legalize one of these two things. We've got J.J. Hardy joining us on the Carolina Panthers. We've got to highlight a local athlete who has taken her team to the state championship game. That's coming up at 5.30 p.m. today. We've got either or, and we have you here on the most interactive sports radio show anywhere. All of that and so much more on the show today. Guys, how do we feel about Leap Day? How do we feel about that? You know, like it's it almost to me, and look, like I, I subscribe to what my dad has always told me, when you love what you do, you don't work a day of your life. But it just feels like, and I remember feeling this four years ago as well. I think we had leap year in 2020. It just felt like to me a day where you're doing a lot of work that doesn't really count. You know, like in the back of my head, it's like this day doesn't really count. So what you're I, saying is we should be having a dance party right now instead of doing sports radio? It feels something like that. These are like, are, does this does this count? Does this matter? That's what it feels like right now. Diesel's got the moves. You see that? He's got moves on top of moves on top of moves. Um, And, you know, like I'm trying to understand, Diesel, the why behind this. Like if it is, in fact, that like the rotation or whatever makes it so that you got to have 366 for the years to be whole. Why aren't we getting six hours slower by the year? Because four years, one every four, there's 24 hours in a day. Why aren't we getting six hours slower every year? I, I don't I don't get that. But apparently you do this leap year once every four years. And it's like today doesn't even count. And I'm just kind of trying to make sense of it all. Like, what would you say we do here today? What, what, what would you say this is? This, we, hit, we got hit with this day in 2020. We're getting hit with this day in 2024. Uh, I've always wondered if people born on a leap year day 
are uh, like that song, Forever Young. There's a cruise of people born on Leap Day to go out and just party with other people who were born on Leap Day. Mm. Yeah. It was almost our best thing we heard today. But how, I got something better than that. How about that? How about that? How do we feel about this day, ladies and gentlemen? This really weird, odd leap day. Does anyone, can anyone explain, anyone smarter than us, explain the science of this to us? You know, for example, you know, if, if we need it every four years, why aren't we like six hours behind at the end of every year? I don't understand, like, why it's not suddenly light at 3 a.m., you know, if we're getting like six hours behind. I don't understand it. But it works out. The math works out. We keep our days. We keep our nights. You just throw this extra day in there every four years. Cool. Cool by me, I guess. It's weird. Uh, love what I do. Uh, but it's just it just feels like today didn't really happen. You know? Doesn't it? Am I the only one who feels that way? Let me know. 844-326-3663 is the Renewal by Anderson fan phone. And you can hit us on the text line at 71307. Just start your text with the word fan, and away you go. Are you familiar with the movie The Purge? Oh, yeah. What if we had a thing where every leap day, one currently illegal thing becomes legal? Mm-hmm. Like, what would we want that to be? we got a lot of stoners in the audience who would probably say, you can make weed legal for a day. Once Ooh. every four years, just completely legal. One, I mean, it doesn't mean you can drink it, you can smoke and drive, but it means... You know what? Go downtown. Light up a J. Have yourself a good time. You can't do it again for four years. You know? What if we could make one thing legal on Leap Day? What would it be? Oh, well, Diesel, I'm so glad you asked because today at 4 o'clock p.m. exactly, in honor of Leap Day, we have that very thing that very topic. Interesting. Diesel and I always talk about the fact that we've worked together so often that our brains start thinking alike. The mind melt. And that is exactly what is going on. I wish Diesel, I'm going to start suing Diesel for idea theft because he is literally (laughs) in my brain. Uh, I'm told that in this country you can sue for somebody stealing your thunder. And uh, that is happening on the on the regular over here. Well, then I've yeah. got some. I've, I've got a backlog of grievances against you. Oh, I'm sure you do. I'm sure you do. <laughs> but Diesel, what did you just say? Did, look, look, look at look at the rundown here. You just said without prompting, right? You and I. We, we, can you confirm we have not discussed this? No, we have not. Okay, so you oh, just wow. said in honor <laughs> in honor of Leap Day. Yeah. What do you want to legalize? And what does it say at 4 p.m. today? Gambling or weed? What legalize one? Yeah. In honor of Leap Day. Yeah. Stop doing that. Can you please? <laughs> how can, did that happen? Can you please? <laughs> how did that happen? That is, this is like becoming wow. like an inception guy behind the guy behind the guy, dream within a dream within a dream type of thing. I'm like, man, what, what's something fun we can do on Leap Day? You know, because today doesn't really count. Uh, evidently, you can say anything you want today, and it doesn't Ooh. really count. What okay? if you could tell your boss off on Leap Day? It doesn't really count. It didn't happen. It doesn't really count. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I hereby declare on offsides today that you all have a hall pass. Not from your wife, okay? Not from your significant other, okay? But you have a hall pass. Unless she's into that sort of thing. To say whatever you want that will not get us fired, okay? You have a hall pass. No judgment. No judgment. From you, for me, for Diesel, for all, say whatever you want. 
Okay? If you're a Clemson fan, you're over Dabo Sweeney. You can say whatever you want, and it doesn't count against you because today does not count. Today does not count. Diesel, if you could go back in, in your sports-watching life and put a sports event on leap year that you wish didn't count. Oh. You see what I'm saying? Like, oh, I know exactly. This today, today doesn't count. So you're going to throw an event that happened in sports on leap, on leap day, okay, because it, you don't want it to count. We're going to get rid of it. You get a get-out-of-jail-free card today. You get a hall pass today. You can say something nasty about me. Well, that would just make it every other day, okay? I'd make it that just make it every other day here. Uh, and because today doesn't count, neither do any of your actions. Do you guys remember in the movie Groundhog Day where uh, Bill Murray, Phil Connors, realizes that there's no consequences for any of his actions? Like, he, the first week or two, he's in a panic. He's in an absolute panic. Then... He hits this fun mode where it's just like, I can do whatever I want. 12 donuts in one sitting, asking out the hottest girl in town. There is nothing that can stop me. Remember in School of Rock when, when the, the teacher says, say whatever you want, and the little gay kid says, you're tacky and I hate you. That's, oh. It just comes out of nowhere. Oh, You're tacky and I hate you. Diesel, what's what's your uh, sports event to a race? Oh, easy. It would be uh, the year, I believe it was 2021. Uh, App State had a perfect season other than losing to Georgia Southern on Halloween night. We were uh, apparently, seemingly destined for a New Year's Six birth that season. App State was the highest ranked group of five team at the time, and we lost to our dreaded rivals on Halloween night. That's awful. Yeah. So Diesel is hereby putting this on leap day. Ladies and gentlemen, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. It's like it's like the space-time version of Las Vegas. Like what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. What happens on leap day stays on leap day. It doesn't happen outside of leap day. It doesn't exist. What would you do today if there were no consequences for what you would say? If today didn't really exist, if today didn't really happen, what would you do? We'll allow you to live that fantasy with us here over the next uh, three hours and 50 minutes on Offsides today. 844-326-3663 is the number to get to us on the show. That means you on the YouTube stream as well. Those of you already watching, jump in the comments section. Jump on in. We'd love to have you. And we are also, as Diesel said, on YouTube right now. Uh, the fan upstate on YouTube, you will see that I am rocking my Greenville Triumph hoodie right now and uh, feeling great, feeling great about it for all to see. I love those bright green pull strings. And the strings pop. the strings make it. You right? got to have the strings, man. Got to have the strings. Big, big thanks to the Greenville Triumph for making this all possible. I mean, so, if you're going to rip off anybody's color scheme, make it the Seattle Seahawks. Oh, yeah. They ripped off the color scheme, and it looks fantastic. Well, th- I never put that connection together before, Diesel. Yeah. You're the right. Blue, the bright You're green. Right. They got the blue and the bright green. They got it. They just need you guys to show up as the 12th man. That's all they need. Uh, guys, yesterday on the show, uh, I went through our warm seat rankings. Okay? So warmest from coolest seats among the seven coaches to the warmest seats among the seven coaches, major coaches, Clemson and South Carolina. All right? 
without further ado, okay, and I shared, I did share this with you yesterday, but coolest seat is Don Staley. Second coolest is Lamont Paris. Third coolest is Eric Backage. Fourth is Dabo Sweeney. Fifth, I had Shane Beamer. Six, Mark Kingston. And seven, Brad Brown. Now, meaning Brad Brownell still has the hottest seat despite the fact that Clemson is having a very, very good basketball season. It's just been too much mediocre, way too much mediocre mixed in. Chris Phillips um, chimed in uh, today, and I said to him, he goes, man, that is a great question because I said to him, Beamer or Mark Kingston, who's got a hotter seat in South Carolina between those two? And he said, great question. He would say Mark Kingston's seat is warmer than Shane Beamer because the expectations for Clemson basketball are far for Clemson basketball. Expectations for Gamecock baseball are far higher than they are for Gamecock football. Far higher expectations. If I said to you guys today, okay, look, Gamecock football did not make the equivalent of a super regional last year. Okay, they didn't make the final 16. Gamecock baseball did. Who's got a hotter seat, Beamer or Mark Kingston? And did Chris nail it? You know, Mark Kingston has outperformed Shane Beamer. Shane Beamer has never had a final 16 finish as head coach at South Carolina. Never never gotten that far, never finished right there. Okay, but is it just because the the ex- expectations are much higher for Mark Kingston. Uh, Chris Phillips added to me, he says, Mark, if they, don't, if they don't go to the Omaha this year, there will be fans wanting him gone. Over uh, Unrealistic expectations exist not only at South Carolina, my friends. They exist in a lot, a lot, a lot of different places. I know there's going to be Gamecock, uh, Clemson fans who are bristling at Dabo not being number one on the coolest seat list. But guys, if you are a Clemson fan, I'd ask you, who has less job pressure right now, Eric Backage or Dabo Sweeney? It's Eric Backage. Who's got less, less job pressure than that? Lamont Paris. Who is universally, who is universally doing a knockdown, drag-out job, an A++++? Don Staley, right? If you ask the fan base for all these schools what grade they have for their team's recent performance, Don Staley, Gamecock fans would say A+. Lamont Paris, Gamecock fans would say A. Eric Backich, Clemson fans would say A-. Dabo Sweeney, I think if you're honest, you'd say B or C. Shane Beamer, you might say C+. Mark Kingston, you might say C. Brad Brownell is in the process of trying to fool you, trying to fool you into believing that uh, he is the guy long-term, but he has a chance to do just that. I need to see a Sweet 16 from him for that to happen. Uh, Spur Daddy chimes in. He says all Gamecock fans are jealous as hell of Clemson and act like a bunch of babies about it. Stop. Again, Gamecock fans, his name is Spur Daddy. He's one of you. Texter says, uh, no consequences. There's about a dozen people that better knuckle up because Mongo is about to whoop that ass if there are no consequences today. 
Guys, I've, I am of the belief that today does not really exist. And if today does not really exist, okay, then we are here to have a very casual, very fun, very wipe-the-slate-clean kind of day. Diesel gave you his example of the sports event that he wishes was on leap year, so it doesn't really exist. What is yours? Pongo, bongo, I can't remember his name. You can make any event in sports a leap year event. It's just way too painful. What is that for you, my friends? We are off and running on a Friday Eve edition of the show. It is Offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel, and we are the Fan Upstate. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's Offsides, Mark, Ron, and Diesel. We are the Fan Upstate rolling on until 7 o'clock p.m. today. Awesome to have you guys with us. It is a get-out-of-jail-free card. Nothing you say really matters because we're convinced leap year does not count. If you've got a leap year baby who would normally be 32, she's actually just 8 years old. I'm now of the age where it's cooler to be younger than you actually are. This is awesome. So 2020 was a leap year. Obviously, some bad stuff went down globally in 2020. That means 2016 was a leap year. That was the year that we started having all these famous rock stars dying off. Like a ton of famous rock stars died in 2016. Now it's got me thinking something weird is going to happen this year. And 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 I'm terrified of it now. Yeah. It's like, man, we still got 10 months to go. How many bad things could happen? Oh, that's right. Two months, Diesel, are gone. Yeah. When we're done today, two months have finished. Ladies and gentlemen, how have the first two months of your year been this year? How have they gone? Mine have been insanely eventful. Insanely eventful. Okay, just way too much activity going on in way too short a period of time. Okay, I have had exactly, let's see here, 31 plus 29 days in February, 60 days of 2024. I have not had one quote-unquote normal day since. Not a single normal day. 
I think New Year's Day was the most normal. We had the college football playoff that day. It's been fast and furious since then. Texter says, funny how it seems to land an election year. No, Text- that's the way it's scheduled. It's not funny when <laughs> when leap years every four years and it always is an election year. That's not funny. That's just scheduling. Yeah, you know what, Diesel? Like, I will, I'm typically anti um, conspiracy theory guy. I will say they want the extra day to be on the election year. I, I will I will say that but that is most certainly the case. Um, guys, can I ask your advice on something? So I tend to be politically in the middle, okay? Like as honest, open and honest as I can be. I tend to be politically in the middle. Um, I'll, give, I'll give you an example. In terms of health care, uh, I lean left. Because I believe we had a situation where someone got really sick in our family, couldn't get health care. I believe everyone should have health care. I believe we all should pay into a system that gets all of us health care. OK, like we're Americans. Everybody should have health care. We live in the greatest country on Earth. Right. That um, We invest trillion dollars in wars and then we have 50 million Americans with no health care. I, I need someone to explain that to me. OK, if my rates go up because your kid can get covered now. Great. Happy to pay more. Happy to pay more because your kid can get covered. OK, like to me, that's what it means to be an American. On the flip side of things, I tend to be more right leaning on certain issues like, um, you know, people coming into the country illegally. OK, like people flooding over our borders, you know, like that. That to me just can't happen. Just absolutely cannot happen. So I, I share this with you to say that I tend to be more middle ground, okay? I'm not going to say who, and I'm not going to say what, and I'm not going to say how this is going to go, okay? But I do want to let you know, I want to ask you guys, how do you guys navigate an election year? How do you do it in your family? Because on one side of the family, okay, on uh, being totally honest with you, on one side of the family, Um, very, very, very pro Joe Biden. Okay. On the other side of the family, very, 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 very pro Donald Trump. These people up until this point like each other. Okay. They like each other. They don't talk about that thing, but they, they otherwise get along. They like each other. Um, you know, like Angela and I, like if, if one, is like Tea Party conservative, like the most conservative person you have. And if 10 is like the most raging liberal you've ever seen, you know, like Angela and I are like a four, five, or six. You know what I mean? Like if five is dead in the middle, you know, um, I might be a five or a six. She might be a four or a five. We're, we're pretty close to being at the exact same things. But, but the elder statesmen in our family, Stasel, are not fours, fives, and sixes. They are ones and twos. They are nines and tens. And I'm just curious, you know, in this of all years, how do you keep the peace? You know, like, how do you, how do you keep the peace? What do you do? I think people should treat their political beliefs the way they treat their sexual proclivities. Just keep it to yourself. Whatever you're into, keep it to yourself. See, n- nobody does that, though, in the family. I know, but <laughs> you know that's saying? the problem. No, Nobody does that. That's the problem. Everybody we've, flexes. We've all made our political opinions our personalities. It used to be an element of our personalities, 
People have turned it into their entire personalities. And then that makes people fight, and that makes people miserable. We, we have. We have. How do, you, do you guys have families with people on opposite sides of the aisle? How do you navigate that this time of year? You know, like, what, what's your go-to? What's your, how, do you, how do you get through that? I get the sense that, like, Angela and I might actually be the ones playing peacemaker here. You know, I, I get the sense that might actually be the case. But uh, what say you guys about that? 844-326-3663 is the number to get to us on the show this afternoon. Um, guys, I was looking at this today, and uh, I, was, I was taking note of the fact that the SEC now has 16, 16 teams. And every time I see that, I mean, I know the number. I'm well aware. I'm well aware of the additions. I'm well aware of what it means. I'm also well aware that this is a big part of the reason why the SEC wants to expand the college football playoff to 14 teams. They want guarantees because the records in this league are about to suck. There's going to be a bunch of 9-3, nine, 8-4, nine and 7-5 and, and five really good football teams in the SEC. The SEC is now, like, in my opinion, a mini NFL um, and I was I was thinking about this, right? I was thinking about, okay, well, how does this lay out this one year, this individual year? I'm sure this is going to come as a surprise to none of you, but I do think Florida is going to be better than what people think. Uh, I think the quarterback situation is ideal. Uh, you've got the you got the Gatorade National Player of the Year at quarterback DJ Lagway. You have the senior starter Graham Mertz. You've got improved defensive depth and talent around them. You've just got the hardest schedule that anybody's ever seen in the history of college football. The Gators have nine, nine top 25 opponents on the schedule in their 12 games. But I was thinking, my friends, I was thinking, you know, like I would like to go through these one by one and give you my SEC power rankings and also give you kind of an over under for each team. Okay, so I have my 1 through 16. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. This is what I project these teams to be this year. And I'm curious how you guys feel. You know, no hate, nothing but love, nothing but keeping it a buck. Here we go. Vanderbilt, Diesel, has an over or under of 2.5 wins. 2.5 wins. That's not going to get it done for anybody. Um, Vanderbilt, just be the team that schedules for FCS schools. Like, it doesn't matter. You're not getting to a bowl game anyway. So schedule the four easy wins, right? Or or, or schedule four bottom-of-the-barrel G5 schools. Like, who's the worst school in the MAC? Schedule them. With one exception, Diesel, they did that. Alcorn State, (laughs) Alcorn State, Georgia State, Ball State, bunch of states, and Virginia Tech, which – Virginia Tech should be a winnable game. It's at Vanderbilt. Should be a winnable game for Vanderbilt. True or false, there is a Virginia State University. This seems like a trick question, Diesel, but I'm going to go false. Is true. There is a Virginia State. It is a historically HBCU. Okay. And it is in St. Petersburg. No, Petersburg, Virginia. One Hayden Street, Petersburg, Virginia. I didn't know that. You know, for the longest time, I didn't know there was a South Carolina state either. Really? I didn't know that. Huh. Until I was like, I was probably 25 years old when I found out there was an SC state. <laughs> Just didn't know. It's right here. Right here for you. 
Uh, so over or under two and a half wins for Vanderbilt. Um, and we've got, as I said, uh, in the SEC, you've got at Missouri. You've got Alabama at a home game for Vandy. You got Kentucky on the road. You got Texas. Oh, gosh. You got Auburn at Auburn. South Carolina's a home game. You got at LSU. Good luck. And you got a home game against Tennessee, which is really a home game for Tennessee. Diesel, I'm going over two and a half wins for Vanderbilt. I just need them to be better than Alcorn State, Georgia State, or Ball State. They could even lose one of those three games and just win one other game the whole year. Just win one other game. So if you're telling me to hit the over, I got to beat Alcorn State, Georgia State, Ball State. I can lose one of those and just find one other win anywhere on the schedule. I'm going over Vanderbilt two and a half wins. But they are my last place team in the SEC. Uh, they've already lost to Georgia State because Del McGee, even though he's coming in with a lost. garbage roster and he's going to have to fix everything, Del McGee is going to bring some of that Georgia special sauce with him, and he's going to beat Vanderbilt. By the calling way, it now. Wow. Texter says, if you work for a living, you vote for whoever promises to take the least amount of money out of your paycheck. Keep it simple. The rest doesn't affect us much at all. Texter says, the weather is a more suitable dinner table topic. Uh, let's see here. Texter says, my raging lib sister is unbearable, unfollowed, and blocked her. She is family, Texter. She is family. Please do not do that. Spur Daddy says, Mark, just be like me. I've decided to sit out politics from now on. I'm fed up with both sides. So says Spur Daddy. Uh, Texter says, I treat political talk like I treat the Gamecocks NIL. I don't contribute. Very, very good, Texter. Very good analogy. Or like you treat political talk like Dabo treats the transfer portal. He doesn't participate. Doesn't participate. There you go. Diesel, uh, my 15th place team, Mississippi State. Mississippi State has an over-under of four and a half wins this year. So you're like, four and a half wins. Where are they going to come from? They've got Arizona State on the road. Mm. They've got, uh, let's see here, Eastern Kentucky, Toledo, and UMass. That should be three wins, okay? They are all in Starkville. Eastern Kentucky, Toledo, and UMass. So I'm starting them out with three. Do they have Vanderbilt on the schedule? They do not. Oh, boy. Arizona State at Arizona State, 50-50, less than 50-50. What other home games do they have? Oh, they got Florida at home. Ugh, that hurts. They've got Arkansas at home. There could be four wins. I'm going under four and a half wins for Mississippi State, Diesel. I'm going under. Uh, I've got the schedule grid pulled up right now. I'm going under. By the way, Diesel, I'm going to send you the uh, the schedule grid here for this. I'm going under four and a half uh, yeah. wins. I, I just I, I I don't see enough that I feel confident about. Do we know that anything special has happened at Arizona State over the offseason? No. I mean, they were three and nine last year. They were a bad football team. That Arizona State feels like a school to me. If they figured it out. If they got it right, that would be an electric fan base and an electric team to follow because they got the cool-looking uniforms. They got the great mascot. They, they, they're in, a, they're in, Arizona, in Tempe. They've got this fantastic fan base. They say it's one of the most trustworthy fan bases in the country. Mm. 
Um, so if they were good, and for a while, every now and again they'll they'll pop up. Not as much as like Oregon State does. But every now and again they'll pop up and they'll be okay. But, man, that would be a fun school to root for if they got good. Uh, we've got number 13, Diesel. I'm going to Arkansas. Arkansas number 13, Sam Pittman to me is dead man walking. The over-under for uh, Arkansas is five and a half wins. So you're like, how do they get to six? They, they have something called UAPB, which is University of Arkansas Pine Bluff. They have Ark, Oklahoma State on the road. That's probably a loss. UAB, remember, you're trying to find six wins. Okay? You have Louisiana Tech. That should be a win. So I've got wins over UAPB, UAB, and Louisiana Tech on the schedule. I need three more wins. Am I going to get one at Oklahoma State? Am I going to get one in Jerry Jones' Ego Stadium against Texas A&M? Am I going to get one against Tennessee, LSU? I could get one against Mississippi State. There's four. But then I've got Ole Miss, Texas, and Missouri. I've got Arkansas under five and a half wins. I think that five and a half seems to be way too high for, for this seat. For this seat. So we've got Arkansas number 14. Next up, number 13 team in the SEC for me this year, the South Carolina Gamecocks. Uh, by the way, before you call me a hater, I'm looking at a different power poll for the SEC right now that has the Gamecocks 12th. I am going number 13. Uh, the over-under for the Gamecocks is five and a half wins. So you got to get to six wins. Where are the six wins coming? Here you go. Old Dominion at home, check. Akron at home, check. Uh, Vanderbilt at home, check. Wofford at home, check. You need two more wins. Where are they? At Kentucky, Beamers won the last two against Kentucky. I'll go there's one, okay? But LSU is a no to me. Ole Miss is a no to me. Um, Alabama on the road, Oklahoma on the road, hell no to me. A&M at home could be, could be, but South Carolina never plays well in that game. Missouri has turned the corner. Then you've got Clemson. Florida's not on the schedule this year. I think that's a crime. I'm going to go South Carolina Diesel under five and a half wins. I'm going to go five and seven for the Gamecocks, explaining why I've got them number 13 in my SEC power poll right now. After another five and seven season, are we legitimately looking at oh, yeah. pulling the trigger on Shane Beamer, oh, yeah. pulling the rug out from under him? I mean, that would so that would show a, a coach who had multiple blue chip ratio classes in a row and still couldn't win six games. Absolutely. That Absolutely. to me would tell tell me a huge problem with coaching. It has at that point it has nothing to do with your ability to get good players in Columbia. You would have shown that you can do that. You would have shown you don't have the right guy to coach them up. Um so we've got Vanderbilt over. We've got Mississippi State uh under. We've got Arkansas over. We've got South Carolina under, okay? That, that is where we are thus far. Number 12 for me. This is the year they take a step back. I'm going Kentucky, number 12. Uh, Kentucky, the over-under is six and a half wins. Six and a half wins for the Wildcats. That's about what they are now, year in and year out. I think Mark Stoops should have cast this job in 
for a better job a little a little while ago. So you're saying, okay, to hit the over, how do you get to seven wins? Southern Miss at home is a win. South Carolina at home needs to be a win, but we're saying it's not going to be. Georgia, they've got Ohio at home. That's win number two. Vanderbilt at home, that's win number three. They got Florida, but they get Florida in Gainesville. Eileen Gators in that one. They get Auburn at home. I will say that is win number four. Murray State at home, that's win number five. Louisville at home, I'm going to say that's win number six. Diesel, I cannot find a seventh win on this on this schedule. I see Georgia. I see Ole Miss. I see Florida on the road. I see Tennessee. I see Texas. I see problems. I am going. I am going. Th- this dude. Somebody. These guys signed. All these schools signed up for this. Yeah, they signed up for this crap schedule. Fifty million plus a year to get your ass kicked and and have a five and seven to a seven and five season. Make it make sense, man. Make Winning it make is fun. Sense. Winning is fun. Nobody will ever leave that conference to win more games, but I'm telling you, winning is fun. Number 11 for me in the SEC, I'm going Auburn. I'm going Auburn number 11. The over-under for Auburn year two of Hugh Freeze is seven and a half wins. That feels a little bit ambitious to me. Here is the schedule. Alabama A&M is a win. California is a win. Uh, New Mexico is a win. Arkansas is a win. They start out 4-0, and then they get Oklahoma at Auburn. I think that's the first loss. Followed by Georgia is a loss. Missouri is a loss in Columbia. I've got 4-3. and three. Lexington on the road in Kentucky. I think that's a loss. 4-4. Four and four. They're going to beat Vanderbilt. That's uh, five wins. They're going to beat UL Monroe. That's six wins. Then they've got Texas A&M, and they've got Alabama. Do you see Auburn getting to eight wins this year? I just don't see it, guys. I'm sorry. I'm going Auburn under seven and a half wins. My number 10 team in the SEC this year, this is where I have my Florida Gators. This is where I've got them number 10. On the list I'm looking at, they say Florida 14th. Um, Is it that Florida's that bad or is it that the schedule is that difficult? Which is it? Because I'm telling you, Florida as a football team is not that bad. They get Miami and Gainesville to start the year. Florida's going to be favored in that game followed by Samford in Gainesville. Florida starts 2-0. They get A&M in Gainesville as well. That is a 50-50 game. Then they get Mississippi State on the road. Florida should win that game. After that, they get Central Florida, now in the Big 12, in Gainesville. Guys, it's not out of the realm of possibility Florida starts 5-0. Then the wheels come off, right? You get Tennessee and Knoxville. You get Kentucky, which is a winnable game. You get Georgia. These final five games like who at Florida agreed to this Diesel Florida ends the season no bye weeks okay Georgia Texas LSU Ole Miss Florida State who the hell agreed to that it's a good thing one of your school colors is blue because it'll hide the bruising man it will but I'm going Florida over five and a half wins I think Florida has a chance here three four five to start five and oh and to have six wins in their first seven games, I think there's a chance, there's an outside shot that, that we can happen. So you're saying there's a chance. Then last one before we get to break, we've got Texas A&M. A&M, uh, the over-under there is eight and a half wins. I've got A&M as the ninth-ranked team in the SEC right now. Eight and a half wins. You're saying nine and three for Mike Elko's debut. Let's look at the schedule real quick. What do we see over or under for Mike Elko? 
They got Notre Dame to start the year. They're not ready for Notre Dame. They get McNeese State next. That's a win. They get Florida in Gainesville. That's on the road. They get Bowling Green. That's win number two. They get Arkansas. They always beat Arkansas. That's win number three. They get Missouri at home. Mm, Eli Drinkwitz, I think, has, has built something that Mike Elko is not ready for. I still got three wins. Mississippi State at home is a win. That's four. South Carolina should be a win. That's five. New Mexico State is a win. That's six. You got Texas in College Station. You got Auburn at Auburn. Seven max. But this over-under is eight and a half for the Aggies. I am easily under that. All right, we are going through our power rankings in the SEC for you, and we're hitting you with our over-unders. SEC Slate 2024, having a blast with you here on the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's Offside. It's Mark, Ryan, and Diesel. We are the Fan Upstate. SEC Power Rankings time, 16 teams. We've got Vanderbilt 16, Mississippi State 15, Arkansas 14, Gamecocks 13th, Kentucky 12th, Auburn 11th, Florida 10th, A&M 9th, top eight now, top half of the SEC. I'm going Missouri is number eight. Look, I realize that might seem like a diss given what Eli Drinkwitz has done with this team lately, but consider who's in the top half of the SEC right now. Missouri's over-under for this year is nine and a half wins. They're going to get ten wins in this SEC. Well, it helps when you look at their non-conference schedule. They got Murray State. They got Buffalo. You might as well say you got the Sisters of the Poor and the Island of Misfit Toys. All right? You have got uh, UMass and Boston College. Give me a break. Diesel, they open with Murray State, Buffalo, Boston College, and Vanderbilt. In today's SEC, you should get kicked out of the SEC for that. They go to College Station, which could be a loss, but then they come right back for UMass. Then they get Auburn at home. So I see Missouri 5, 6, 7. I see Missouri starting 6 and 1. Can they finish 10 and 2? They get Alabama in Tuscaloosa, that's a loss. They get Oklahoma in Columbia, Missouri, I'll say that's a win. Um so I've got 7 wins with 3 games left. South Carolina in Columbia, I think that's a win. Mississippi State in Starkville, I think that's a win and Arkansas. Oh my gosh, Diesel. They have got the easiest schedule I have ever seen. Like for for a team that plays in the modern era SEC, their SEC slate features AM, big deal, Auburn at home, Oklahoma, which is a good team, but at home, Gamecocks, big deal, Mississippi State, big whoop, Arkansas, please, child, please. I'm going Missouri over the nine and a half projected win total, but it's not because they're great. Okay, it's because the schedule is an out-and-out joke. Well, look, doing that schedule the way they've done it is no different than what coaches all over college basketball this year have been uh, have been accusing the Big 12 of doing, which is stacking the deck, playing absolutely nobody, playing a garbage, garbage out-of-conference schedule so that you get up to a 10, 12, 14-0 and 0, uh, schedule before you get into the Big 12. Everybody is high up in the net because everybody's been destroying everybody they've played out of conference. And then you lose to somebody who's up there with you. You don't fall very far. 
I mean, that's that's what we're seeing with that schedule right there. And Brad Brownell was very was complaining about that earlier, and he said, "Look, man, like we're not as good as the Big Twelve if you look at the net ranking, but our conference is actually nine and three against the Big Twelve. I'll go number seven in the SEC next year is Tennessee, number seven Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee's over under is nine and a half wins. So you're asking, do they have the schedule that Missouri does? The answer is no, they don't." Chattanooga, they open with, there's a win. Then they get NC State and Charlotte, win. Kent State, win. At Oklahoma, that's not a win. That's a loss, 3-1. and one. They get Arkansas on the road, that's a win. They get Florida at home, that's a win. Now you're 5-1. and one. But you get Alabama at home, I don't care if Kalen DeBoer, not Nick Saban, is the coach, that's a loss, 5-2. and two. Kentucky in Knoxville, that's a win, 6-2. and two. Mississippi State in Knoxville, that's a win, 7-2. and two. But then you get Georgia... That's a loss, 7-3. UTEP and Vanderbilt, very manageable schedule. But the over-under is nine and a half wins. There's three losses on that schedule somewhere. Give me nine and three for Tennessee. We've got Oklahoma. I've got Oklahoma as my number six team in the SEC coming up for this year. That is far higher than other power rankings that I've seen. This site, uh, AZ Central, says Oklahoma is their number 10. The Sooners under Brent Venables are my number six. The over-under for them is seven and a half wins. What do we seek? Does Oklahoma get above seven and a half dubs this year? I say yes. They get Temple and Norman. That's a win. Houston and Norman win. Tulane and Norman win. Tennessee and Norman win. They get Auburn at Auburn. That's a tough one. But let's say four and one through the first five games. They get Texas in Dallas. That's a likely loss, 4-2. South Carolina is a win. You get them at home. That's 5-2. Ole Miss on the road is a likely loss. That's 5-3. Then they get Maine, win, Maine. They play Maine, 6-3. Missouri and Columbia, loss, 6-4. Then you got two real, real toughies to end the year. You've got Alabama and you've got LSU. It's going to be tough to win either of those See, I think these teams are being penalized for the schedule. The schedule doesn't dictate what kind of team you are, okay, with these schedules this year. I'm going to go Texas number five in my SEC power rankings. Uh, the um, t- the t- the over-under for the Texas Longhorns this year is 10.5 wins. They're going to lose one game this year to hit the over? Really? Let us see. Texas opens with Colorado State, then Michigan and Ann Arbor. Good luck. No more Jim Harbaugh. Sharon Moore takes over, but good luck. Then they get UTSA. Then they get UL Monroe. I think Texas is 3-1. and one. Then they're at Mississippi State is an easy win. Oklahoma and Dallas is not an easy win, but a probable win. You're 5-1 and one at the halfway mark. Georgia is a loss. Vanderbilt is a win. You now have four games to go, and you're 6-2. and two. Some tricky ones here. You get Florida. Should be a win, 7-2. Arkansas should be a win, 8-2. Kentucky at home, 9-2. But then you're at A&M. You're at A&M in College Station. I'll, th- I'll say that's a loss. I go Texas finishes 9-3, which leads us to our top four teams in the SEC next year. And we're going to give those to you when offsides continues, plus the over-unders, right after this, here on the most interactive sports talk show anywhere it's offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel. We are the fan upstate. 
TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.